I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Today, Allison, we're talking about, like, I don't know, Santa Claus? No? I don't know what to talk about. I don't really know what to talk about either. This episode was not good. It's not fun. Not enjoyable. Just was a lot of sobbing and a lot of child death. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't care for it very much. And the other thing I have to wage a complaint about is we have to watch another one of these. Because this was just the first half of a two-parter. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even have anything deep or, like thoughtful to say about this episode either which is troubling for me in a podcast that we have to talk about the x-files <laughs> yeah i really just like and also i i'm confused but i don't know if i have the brain power to understand where this fits in with the whole overarching sort of samantha verse this the samantha verse is yeah. what we call it now yeah okay 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 yeah, let's digest it as much as possible, but we are lactose intolerant, so it is going to be a little rough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? I have a fanfiction fuck corner at the end of this episode for you. I'm very excited for it. I'm One might I- say I'm even <laughs> horny for it. <laughs> as a little, like, palate cleanser from all the child death. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Hey, we're not laughing at, hey, I'm going to put this straight up front. We're not laughing at child death. That terrifies us two children, Um, Uh two people who, you know, uh, usually die in the media. Um, But I think what I do with, like, true crime and, and digesting it is... Sometimes you have to make yourself feel better uh, so you're not scared all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So in this episode, we are not going to laugh about child death. We're just laughing at ourselves and our own anxieties, etc. Mm-hmm. That's a good way yes. to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we don't get, like, fucking emails and stuff because, like, <laughs> Courtney, this we- is, like... Yeah, we never get emails. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. We do get fanfiction fuck corner email. Oh, thank God. The email that started it all. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you read the Netflix description? Okay, so we watched season seven, episode 10, Scene und Zeit. Uh, here's the description. While investigating a child's disappearance, Mulder stumbles upon new information that is tied to the abduction of his sister 25 years earlier. Does it say what the German words is means? Oh yeah, it um the German words is mean. <laughs> Stop watching now. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Are you just googling it now? <laughs> no, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page because I don't remember. Oh, okay. 
And I thought it said it on here, but now I don't. Oh, it's a it's a reference to Martin Heidegger's best known work, Being and Time. Okay. Heidegger <laughs> is a philosopher. Oh. This was very, very philosophical as well. It was was it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nope. lot of things. It was a lot of things. Okay, can we talk about the longest cold opening in history? Yeah, absolutely. I knew we were in for a real doozy of an episode when the cold open straight up lasted 10 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so long. and It was very just, long. I, yeah. Wait, now, here's the thing that I want to talk about with this cold open. Okay. Where do you stand on the issue of, of socks to bed? <gasps> I'm so glad you asked because I'm very passionate about this. I cannot fathom wearing socks in a bed. Thank God I'm in exactly the same camp. It's so constricting for your piggies. Yeah, you gotta have your piggies out and out and about going for a stroll. <laughs> Inside your blankets. Yeah. I just it's- like, I'm also one of those people who will have three layers of blankets and open the window. Oh yeah, no, I do that all the time. Cause you're, you gotta have the fresh air, but you also have to be completely covered. Yeah, totally, totally. I also have been sleeping cause my TMJ has been acting up. I've been sleeping with like a really heavy hot pack on my face, encircling my face. So there's just like a little breathe hole. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> It's literally, I'm in a sarcophagus of my own making. Like a little science fiction helmet. <laughs> yep. And all you have to do to kill me is just cover that breathe hole and I'm, I'm a goner. <laughs> well, now I know. <laughs> no. Did this little kid wear socks to bed? Yeah, this little kid is wearing little white socks to bed and it just, just really turned my stomach. <laughs> How dare she? No, like, it, this is so constricting. No way, Jose. No, I don't care I can't for even, it. No, I can't even go take a nap with my socks on. I gotta, even if my socks are freezing, can't do it. Yeah. So um, the the other thing I want to ask you is, uh, this little girl gets tucked in by both Mumsy and Dadsy. Did that ever happen in your, in your whole situation? Um, no, but I also, <laughs> until a fairly inappropriate age, which I'm oh, going to no. say... Well, I don't actually know what age, but certainly for a long time, what I would yeah. do is I would fall asleep in my parents' bed, and then they would have to carry me back to my bed <laughs> pretty much every night. So can I guess the age? Can I give you- You, you can, can I... but I don't really remember, so. Well, if you don't remember, it's probably not that. It's not like 12. No, not like 12. Like, like under 10s, right? Yeah, I think probably yeah, under yeah, tensies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have story time? Um, no, we didn't really do story time. No, no. Not, I mean, not upwards of like six. No. Oh, we did story, I did story time till like, cause my sister was five years younger, right? So we did oh, story yeah. time for a long time. We, my mom read like the first three Harry Potters to us. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, I think the first three. And then my sister was old enough to read the fourth, I think. Um, but getting kissed by both your mom and your dad at night, that's intimidating. That's like a luxury. 
<laughs> two parents in my bedroom? No thanks. What, you both just have nothing better to do than come in here and kiss me goodnight? Get a job. Jesus. So mom writes a ra- is writing a real weird ransom note. Mm-hmm. Um, now I had to look at what year was this? What year was this episode in? 2000? This is two thousand. Um, I had to look up when John Bonet went. Yeah, missing. so did I. It was nineteen ninety six. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, this was John Bonet Ramsey. There's like cycles of her coming back, her story coming back, and I feel like 2000 was just long enough that they started kind of getting back into it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one really, like, kind of paralleled that, and it was really kind of weird <laughs> about yeah. it. I don't know. That, JonBenet Ramsey was the first true crime case I latched onto as a kid that I remember. Really? vividly yeah because i remember her i remember her picture all in like in the newspapers and stuff because i we, we were down in the states at the time oh, and yeah, of course. uh and just her picture was really was really creepy it was really like caught me off guard you know Mm-hmm. because they used well, the little the fashion ones yeah especially because she was like a child beauty queen so yeah and there was something even very sensationalistic about her regular photos of her Oh, yeah. And so I would, my, my parents would listen. Do you remember Dr. Laura? Yes. Okay. My parents would listen to a lot about Dr. Laura. And Dr. Laura had like a JonBenet Ramsey special when we were driving back from like Portland one time. And I was just enamored with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. True crime. You know, radio was uh, one of the earliest podcasts. When I when I tried to explain podcast to my parents, I use the analogy of a radio you can download, and my dad looks at me mystified. He's like, "Well, why do you need to download? <laughs> I've got radio all the ding dong time." Oh, old people, <laughs> we love them. Not all of them, though. Not most of them. Not most of them. Just the ones that sired us. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, can I tell you the most mystifying thing about this episode that happens in this oh, cold open? Go for it. Okay, so you know that thing of when you're sitting on your couch and you're kicking back and you're watching some TV? <laughs> yes. And you're enjoying the TV. <laughs> and so much so that you say to yourself out loud, this is great. <laughs> I do that all the time. That's <laughs> my day mind. <laughs> I do those little like Owen Wilson, Wilson like wow. wow, wow, wow. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I could not understand that line of dialogue. Why think- did they put it in? <laughs> Just for us to know that it is great. I was like, are they? Are they advertising the show he's watching? <laughs> it's up next. I think it's kind of like, like, I've seen my mom do this, especially when she's looking, like, when she's watching, um, like, a cooking show or Top Chef, and she, like, looks at the TV, she's like, oh, that's delish. That looks delish. She's been using the word delish a lot at the TV, and I'm very upset about it. But is she talking to you? 
No. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm in the other room. <laughs> I just can't. Like, I cannot fathom it. Like, I watch a lot of TV on my laptop and I wouldn't, like, open up an episode of Killing Eve and just be like, this is great. <laughs> this is, hey, this is great. I love I love the gay stuff. Give me more of it. Maybe, this is, Allison, maybe TV is bad because we're not giving it any feedback. Oh, we should talk to it and say, <laughs> well, now I will say I have, and I have to admit this, I'm slightly ashamed of it. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to catch up on Game of Thrones. Oh, well, rip you. I know, but I, the one thing that I say to myself every single scene yeah. is, oh, this dude sucks. <laughs> or in the case of Tom and Baratheon, oh, this little dude sucks. <laughs> is that one of the, the chillins? The kid? Yeah, he's the, the child king that's not the bad one, but he's also, oh. but he also sucks. <laughs> so are you telling Game of Thrones, the TV series that wh- whom you do not like? Yeah, I'm like, this dude sucks. This little now, dude sucks also. Now, Allison, I want you to keep track of this, and maybe the TV is going to listen to you and just kill them all off. I hope so. What if What if you have that power? What if we all have that power? Then there's so much time that I have spent not talking about how great <laughs> I think shows are. <laughs> this is great. I don't watch TV anymore. I just watch YouTubes about people going to Disneyland. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You know, and you I gotta... say, wow, <laughs> wow, show me that churro. Mmm. Oh boy. <laughs> now, oh, do yeah. you ever watch YouTube videos about people going to Epcot? No, because Epcot sucks. Fuck Epcot. Oh, can I tell you a new Epcot fact that I Please. learned about in our new? <laughs> hey. Let's do our podcast within our podcast, Fuck Epcot. Uh, Allison, did you know in the year 2000, Epcot had a giant celebration? And if you know anything about Epcot is they have a bunch of, like, countries, right? Yeah. Most of them white. Uh, <laughs> most of them paid for by the countries that uh, have previously established them. Mm-hmm. So what they did is just build a Millennium Pavilion and they stuffed a whole bunch of other countries in there. Just shoved them but, right in. But didn't really pay for them. So, like, Scotland had a fucking mini golf tournament. And, like, India had, like, a lady, an Indian lady, just kind of sitting there saying, Hey, what's up? I'm from India. Like a real person or like an animatronic? Like a, no, no, like a real person. Like oh they my would, God. They, yeah, no, like, literally, they would come and it's like, Hey, let me tell you about India. It's pretty cool. What up? I'm from India. Hey, what up? You want to take a selfie with me from India? Me? <laughs> it was really, really depressing. That's awful. Yeah. Um, I recommend if people do want to know how much Epcot fucking sucks, uh, Park Ride History on YouTube has a Keep Epcot Weird series. And uh, they, episode one is the Millennium's Millennium Celebration. It is fucking insane. <laughs> Ugh. Well, thanks for joining us once again for Fuck Epcot. Fuck Epcot. Fuck it. <laughs> so this Do episode might be... 
Yeah. Truly shitty. But uh, I feel like because they knew it was going to be a real downer, they gave Skinner a bunch of like super quippy lines. Oh, yeah, they sure did. I have one written down and I'm probably you probably have the same one written down. Uh, probably. <laughs> so Mulder comes in. They're talking about this kid who's been kidnapped. Mulder comes in. He's like, I want this case. And Skinner says, hey, now, this is basic missionary style police work. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not the spooky stuff. Yeah. See- <laughs> so is is like kidnapping? Is that the missionary style? Okay. Um. Now we gotta. Now we gotta unpack this, Allison. <laughs> so first of all, let's start out. Let's start out pre-coitus. What are the bases of crime? Uh, theft. Okay. So first base is theft. Theft is like, uh, theft is like hand stuff. I, I, uh, well, uh, okay. it's hand stuff. It's hand oh, it's stuff. hand stuff. It's hand stuff. Theft um, is hand stuff. Okay. Uh, loitering. Well, <laughs> where does loitering fit in? <laughs> is theft worse <laughs> than loitering? <laughs> no, no, no. Theft, there's no, here's the thing. Theft isn't a crime under late capitalism, so it's fine. <laughs> you're, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> uh loitering is just when you like you you ask for you you, you're kind of like you're kind of scared to ask for permission you want to get a little handsy and you're just not quite there yet you know what i mean yeah yeah um and then you get into the heavy stuff so (laughs) kidnapping is missionary uh what's doggy style (laughs) i was gonna just gonna ask what's murder (laughs) oh i guess doggy style I guess wait, so. wait. Here's the thing: first degree is doggy style. Second degree is spooning. <laughs> What's reverse cowboy? Manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> I love it. Uh, they made those words come out of Skinner's mouth, and I was upset about it. I was pretty upset about it. I did not enjoy him in this episode. <laughs> Um, actually, I do want to point out there is a scene I found, do 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 a new kink of mine. (laughs) I'm excited. It is is Skinner using an overhead projector in a dark room. (laughs) It made you horny? Oh, God, it's something. Something (laughs) stirred. I wanted to manslaughter all over him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just something about an overhead projector, my dude. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that Mulder. So as he's saying, you know, well, you can't get on this case because it's boring. Um, he, And then he finally agrees to let Mulder have like 24 hours or whatever. He says, yeah. you know, some of the guys in here, they're they're taking bets or they're like they're putting a pool together. Oh, yeah. And then Mulder says, I wouldn't bet on it. And it's like, <laughs> he literally just told you that that's what they were doing. He just said it. <laughs> it absolutely well, shit. Well, okay, cool. <laughs> well, then, don't then. <laughs> Skinner's like, what have I done? <laughs> um, so Mulder, this, um, yeah. No, go ahead. Mulder goes to talk to the parents. Yes, and um, he asked them what they were doing that evening. Yes. And the the woman says, oh, I went to bed. And the man says, uh, you know, I was watching TV. 
It was good. <laughs> I told the TV that. Was it good it's or my was it alibi. great? It's my alibi, Allison. <laughs> I just like, again, he's like hyping up this show. Like, are you advertising it? What is this show? <laughs> the, the the weird line that Mulder tries to get through with the parents is, I've had a lot of experiences with cases like this. Has he? No. Not really, right? And you can tell because there's a running theme through the episode that Mulder seems to think that... If a child has been kidnapped and they're dead now, you you don't still have to find them. <laughs> like a couple of times, he's like, "Well, she's dead, so I don't have to find her anymore." <laughs> it's like no, well, that's part of it. No, friend, that's hey. There's still a crime involved. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, there's just probably just a bunch of grief somewhere. You still have to find them." Here's the thing: he's into missionary style. He's not ready for doggy. <laughs> Well, lube up, partner. Oh, boy. Uh, He also tells the parents, it's going to get confusing. (laughs) Much like every episode of this show. (laughs) I hate it. I didn't like it, and I hated it. (laughs) I did like the next uh, situation that Mm -hmm. I have on my paper is the appearance of uh, Canada's own Katie Lang. I think you mean Katie Lang, the Keebler elf. <laughs> this is before she, you know, was ro- she was rocking out. This is pre pre Juno Award winning Katie Lang. Pre- this character Grammy is award like winning. the adult woman version of a spooky little boy ghost. <laughs> Katie Lang was uh, possessed by the ghost of three boys. <laughs> the fucking acting choices that are made. <laughs> are wild. She blinked hard. I thought it was Kate McKinnon doing an SNL bit. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was real disturbing. And I don't know, they walk in and say, well, this, this woman's clearly innocent. Yeah. Do you want to, you want to tell us about her whole deal? Okay. So this woman, basically Mulder, uh, looks at the note that that was left for this, you know, Amber Lynn's parents, the little girl from the beginning, and uh, recognizes a familiar phrase. And then he goes through some of his old notes, his old cases, and he finds there was a similar case with the same M.O. and the same line at the end of the note. And uh, the mother in that case was arrested for everyone thought that she killed her son because he just disappeared. So Mulder goes to visit that woman in jail and she is just... She's a lot. She has had a lot of visitors. Yeah. The, the, the one line that got me was the first line out of her mouth, uh, where the prison guard says, Oh, you have prisoners, or sorry, you have visitors, and they're standing there, and she sees them, and she looks them straight in the eye and says, Let them in. Let them in to my cell. <laughs> okay, was gonna, but okay. <laughs> so she she has the same note she had the same disappearance 10 years ago with her little boy and apparently she for the longest time didn't uh thought said like no it wasn't me and then she kind of admitted to it and Mulder says she admitted to it just to get 
uh, parole uh, mm-hmm. to get her sentence knocked down. And so she's here. Tr- Mulder's trying to kind of finagle her to talk to the other parents of the recently missing girl to try to make a connection. Yeah. Now, who helps Mulder in his situation but a ghost? A ghost. A boy ghost. A little boy ghost, just like she is secretly inside. <laughs> oh, she's like, not again. Oh, I can't, don't have room in here. <laughs> I'm all full up, son. <laughs> uh, and so she makes a, Katie Lang makes a um, video to send to the two parents saying, hey, I know this is weird, but I... I know what happened, and you know what happened. You wrote that note, but it wasn't really you. But your daughter is in a better place now. She's alive and fine and protected. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't, okay, well. The whole, like, theme of, like, this woman saying this stuff and Mulder just immediately eating up everything that she says without question is so bizarre to me. <laughs> he do- But this, he does this. Like, oh, this fits into my small box I'm going to just keep it in here and ignore everything else. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to open my box and reveal all my collection. What base is that? What? 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 I said, what base is that? What do you mean, what base is that? When you open your box and you reveal your collection. Oh. mm. (laughs) Well, for me, it's first. (laughs) That's some first date material. Yep. Hey, check it out. <laughs> First base is also when I do ventriloquism with my labia. Mm, yeah, that is so important. As long as they can't <laughs> see the strings. No. <laughs> I use fishing line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, hey, guess what? Mulder's mom is dead. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but that was quite funny how you said that. I just, I, the acting choices in this one was unusual. It was and, very unusual. And Mulder's mom is trying to call Mulder, and she's using, it's like English uh, is an alien language to her. Uh-huh. Not that she's a second language speaker. It's just like she came from space and landed, and then she got a dictionary put in front of her and says, say this line, please. And it was full of question marks where there wasn't supposed to be question marks. Yeah, it was very strange. And it's just like, I feel like Mulder's mother, like, as a character, really deserved more. She fucked the smoking man, for Christ's sakes. For, she's a fucking legend. Yeah, legend status. But instead, it's it's... Here is, here is another female character who is killed off, um, for the development of Mulder. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so, there, there you have it. Uh, (laughs) um, cool, cool choice. And it wasn't even, like, long, right? It wasn't even a long death. It was just kind of, like, oh, she dead. Yeah, you didn't even really see it happen. No. Not that I'm saying we should have, but no. like, what I was confused about was that he was like, oh, my mom was trying to tell me something about Samantha, but it's like, didn't we already go over this and your mom, like, already told you that she sold Samantha out to the aliens? 
Yeah, wasn't there, like, a whole scene about, like, where all the people left with the the dead presidents and they went up to space and shit? I feel like we kind of went over this. I thought maybe what happened some, to Samantha wasn't a question anymore. No, no, no. It's gonna... Here's the thing. They know that we've forgotten, because that happens, <laughs> I don't know, season five, and so they're just gonna do a redo now. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Cool. The strangest, huh? the strangest thing about the scene where Mulder comes into his mom's apartment and stuff with Scully, um, is he looks at her dresser and he says, "There used to be all these photos here of me and Samantha. This is all she had left of us." Uh, my dude, you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> all she had left of you was like you, like the person, because you're not dead. Awkward. And you can you could have seen her anytime. Yeah. When he kept saying, like, oh, my mom tried to tell me something. Was it Mulder? Hey Mulder, was it to like call her? Or like come over for dinner sometimes? Mulder, was it? It's just the strangest thing, like, this is all she had left of us. Like, what? See, I thought there was going to be a real cats in the cradle situation, but that's not how this played out. No, it went a real different direction. <laughs> and I hated it. Uh-huh. Speaking of a real different direction, do you want to talk about Santa? Okay. 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 Um. So the the end of both of the notes said, don't shoot at Santa or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then we get we keep getting intercut scenes with this like Santa's village with all these children playing in it. And then finally we actually go there and get like a good look at it. This guy pulls up and all these kids pile out and then there's um my background boy, which is a very good black and orange llama. A a really good black and orange what? Llama. Oh dear. I didn't see. It was near the reindeer. I only saw the deer. Well, the llama was very good. Um, and then there's a Santa man and the another man says, we'd like our children would like to see Santa now, please. And the Santa man says, OK, fine. And he goes to his um, Santa's workshop and then to his secret surveillance room with all of his TVs where he tapes children um, cool. and he puts on his suit. And I go, Bleh. is that how being Santa work? works yeah the surveillance room is a must no no i meant just like at, at any moment anyone can tell you to start being santa and you have to oblige yeah i think that's part of it i mean or like if the if you kill santa claus then you do have to oblige to become santa claus i see yes tim allen did teach us that yes but i wouldn't want like i would want to like, I wouldn't want to be Santa. No, I wouldn't want to be Santa either. Is Santa, like, jumping in front of cars, like, saying, take me now? Because I, I would be if I was Santa. I'd be like, I would too. you're Santa now. <laughs> Guess what? You got pooped. I do that thing they do in superhero movies where they, like, get someone to legally stop their heart and then restart it. Ah, I see. So for a brief moment, you're dead, and so the Santa leaves you? Yeah, and then whoever, like, injected me with the heart-stopping liquid, like, they become Santa, and I'm like, ha fucker! <laughs> I'm free! <laughs> oh. Um, I want to finish this episode, because here's the thing, we have to watch another one of these episodes. So, uh, how, how do they catch the Santa? 
Um, okay, so Mulder, basically Mulder is um, upset about his mom being dead, obviously, and uh, Scully explains to him that she had an incurable disease, so she did genuinely kill herself and wasn't murdered because he did think that for a while. And then that's when the mom of the missing girl asks to see Mulder. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they go right away, right? They yeah, the well, Skinner comes to the door and he says, um, I booked two flights. You know, like you say, when you've booked a flight for yourself and another person, you say, I've booked two flights. I have booked an aeroplane. <laughs> Not, I booked a flight for us. <laughs> it's that if there were four language. of them, he'd say, I booked four flights. <laughs> it's, it's bad anyway sorry um yeah, okay so they go to talk to the the lady she's like i saw a little ghost of my my baby i saw a baby ghost and he's like well she's dead i'm done looking for her <laughs> i um, i can i contractedly am free i do not need to solve this crime anymore because it is no longer a crime yep, you cannot do crimes against a ghost She's dead, so it doesn't matter, and I don't have to find the body. Good day, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, but really, he is like, I need to take, get off this case and take some time off and, like, actually, you know, think about my life for once, which would be good for him. Um, and then the lady says that her ghost daughter was staying 47, and as they're driving out of nope. town, Skelly sees a sign that says Interstate 47, and then she pulls open the glove box, and there's a map, and she looks at it, and Santa's Village is on there. So she's like, we gotta go to Santa's Village. Yep. And then and they do. so they go, and there's a chase, and I mean, Santa's a real jolly man, so there's not much of a chase. Mm-hmm. And um, the choice of the Foley work of him breathing yeah. very heavily... That was like, not we know. necessary. <laughs> we know. Hey, we know. <laughs> we get it. Uh-huh. Is this... Especially when they stop uh, amongst a mass grave of probably children. Um, oh, certainly children. Just to choose, like, to signify, oh, this man is indeed overweight, so he does he does breathe very heavily. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, it's okay to give him these qualities that are seen as negative in, in the cultural zeitgeist because he's a pervert, so. <laughs> well, he is a pervert. No, not he's certainly a pervert. pervert. But no, the, he's a bad pervert. The sound mixing choice, <coughs> the sound mixing choice of having a mass grave of children juxtaposed with a fat man breathing heavy is not ta- is not tasteful. No, I did not love it. Let's rate this fucker. Okay. I ran on a spooky scale. Five is... I'm gonna take a never sleep. I'm never gonna sleep because I'll be wearing my socks. And one is... I'm gonna take a great nap. I'm gonna give this like a... Uh, point zero seven. Okay. Yeah. I rate on a rage scale, it goes from one, which means great episode, buddy, uh, all the way to My Struggle Part 3, which is the worst episode we've ever watched to date. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, 7.5. Cool pervert story, I guess. <laughs> hey, we get, a, we get another one of these, actually. Oh, God, I'm not excited about it. Allison, if the space cadets are just say they're downloading these in the future where they're probably going to listen to the uh, second part of this right away, 
Which one uh, of our major cast networks should they download instead to take a little bit of breather from the X-Files? Oh, you know, a great choice just to take a little, a little breather would be um, We Are Experts. Um, oh, yeah. Here's an ad for that. But first, I want to say in this episode uh, or in their latest episode about Aragon, they have actually taken taken the crown from us for our nastiest podcast hosts on the major cast network. What? Yeah, because uh, Tom does convince Eric to do some loud toe-sucking noises. <laughs> oh, uh, it's on like Donkey Kong, boys. <laughs> we'll get the nasty crown back, don't worry. Have you ever wondered what happens in the Silmarillion? What does Jenko Jean stand for? And how many people can you fit inside of one? And what the gosh darn heck are the ice capades? We found out all about that shit, so you don't have to. <laughs> I'm Liam. I'm Eric. And I'm Big Papa. Nope, he's God Tom. Damn it. And we're the hosts of We Are Experts, a show where we speculate wildly about stuff we know nothing about, only to learn what we were wrong about. Doing research, learning things, making our way in the world. And only wasting your time for half of a podcast episode. Oh, welcome to We Are Experts, the world's only short comedy podcast. Every Friday on the Major Cast Network, or wherever you find fine literature. Or podcasts. Uh, where can they find that episode, Allison? Oh, you can find it on MajorCast.com. Yeah. And if they like our... They like, you know, our nastiness. Through, that is apparently carried throughout Major Ta- Cast Network podcast. Um, you can find us on Patreon now. Uh, there's no, there, there, it's just like pitch in a dollar or two a month and help us, the nastiness grow. Yeah. Really. Help grow our nasty habits. Help us just like get a little boner and just spread this network real thick. <laughs> that is at patreon.com slash majorcasts. Okay, you wanna do um do you wanna do fanfiction fuck corner first or predictions first? Let's do predictions first. Let's switch it up and then we'll save this tasty little morsel for the end. Okay, let's do predictions. Uh it is your turn to predict. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Cool. I don't think you got any points, my dude. I got no points. They they, they real pooped us with the not with the uh, German thing, really. Yeah. Okay. So I'm at two and a half, and you're at a half. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I gotta predict the rest of this fucking episode. That's not you fair. Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hate um, it. season seven, episode eleven. The title is "Closure." <laughs> Closure, um, which is ironic because it won't. <laughs> it just it won't. Um, no. I think this is supposed to be, like, this is going to be Samantha's, like, reckoning sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yeah. Um. So let's say it is Mulder going rogue 
and fuck it. While Skinner and um, Scully is actually doing, you know, police work and handling this obviously mass serial killer of children, Mulder's going to go off and find answers to her the Samantha question. Um, and let's... Now, here's the thing. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Duchovny, he leaves during this season? No, I think he leaves at the end. Oh, okay. I was wondering. I was going to say this is this this is the last episode that we see of him. Oh God, I I only wish. <laughs> okay, a half half point for uh Samantha episode, which is a gimme. Mm-hmm. But a half another half point for ironically, this case isn't close. <laughs> okay, okay. I think you might pick up some points. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get a gimme. I gotta catch up with you. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Hey, Allison. Um, I've cleaned off the fanfiction fuck corner for Ooh. you. Thank I've, you. Uh, I've swiffered it. <laughs> Got a little wet cloth in there. Yeah, sure did. And the, and the pillows, they're extra poofy. And I want you to take a little, take a little blankie. Plastic blankie, of course. Mm. And I wanted you to snuggle up for this fanfiction fuck corner. I'm snuggling. Okay. This is the same epi- uh, This is the same uh, fanfiction that was sent to us before. Now, if you do want to send us a fanfiction of the gay X-Files type, you can send it to doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-U-B-L-E double uh because i mean but there are 27 chapters of this one so so we got we got some material to get through yeah um so this is just from chapter two mm. uh from the fan fiction 24 7 the i'm gonna say 50 shades of gray inspiration uh but they didn't make it gay because they're cowards really mm-hmm. honestly the, the movie, not this pop, not this, uh, fan fiction. This fan fiction makes it very gay. Perfect. Um, so this is when Mulder finds out that the secret master, it's weird <laughs> to say that, uh, that he signed away his life to is in fact Skinner. Ooh, tantalizing. Yes. And so Skinner, in order to seal the contract, gives Mulder uh, some jewelry. Oh, no! <laughs> so he gives... This is just... This is, uh... <laughs> I picked... I picked this uh, this scene because there are some really nasty ones, but this one is when... Skinner puts literal wedding ring on Mulder's finger. Oh, no! (laughs) Because, you know, wedding rings are the ultimate sign of being owned. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Strap in. (laughs) Okay. Mulder placed... Oh, wait. Uh, Oh, no. Mulder finally managed to make it to a kneeling position. He bowed his head, a thousand thoughts running through his mind, but at the end of the day, nothing changed any of it. He still wanted this. Maybe, deep inside, he wanted it even more now. 
Skinner was everything he'd have ever he'd have wet dreams about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for yeah. sure. He didn't know how it would work at the FBI, but he knew he had gone too far to stop it. I guess I don't know. This roller coaster that he had set in motion wouldn't let him off until the ride was over. Mm, good sex analogy. Mm, I thought that's what what safe words were for. <laughs> and somehow Mulder had the feeling that the ride was a long, long way from being over. Mulder placed his hand behind his back and pulled his trembling limbs into some semblance of a submissive pose. That's interesting. What's a? Mm-hmm. Is it just like a little puppy pose? Like his little I guess. little hands, like little T Rex hands? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Okay, okay, he said quietly, you're right, I'm yours. He looked up into Skinner's calm eyes. The big man nodded. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> the big man nodded and opened up the hinge on the golden collar, then slid it around Mulder's throat. Ooh. Mulder felt the cold metal caress him, gently warming itself on its on his flesh. They sure use the word flesh a lot in this chapter, and I'm not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) It felt familiar, as if it had always been there, as if it, and this is in bold letters, Allison, belonged there. Oh, boy. (laughs) Skinner's eyes never left his as those big fingers adjusted his collar. (laughs) He's a big boy. Those those big sausage-like fingers. Big, thick fingers. (laughs) Uh, Done. A look passed between them of ownership, of submission, of an understanding that went deep into their soul. Your hand, Skinner ordered. Mulder pressed his left hand and Skinner took it. He caressed his thumb down Mulder's ring finger, then firmly slid the wed- wedding ring into place. Till death do us, Mulder muttered. Skinner put a finger over his mouth to shut him up. Wow. And that's how gays get married. That's how gays get married, Allison. That's, that's the gay agenda right there. Well... Okay, well, that's what I have for you from that chapter. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) And they haven't even fucked yet. I know. I'm nervous. Uh, (laughs) I'm nervous for the first time. (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. Uh, Is there anything else we have to tell the Space Cadets? Um, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can email us at the aforementioned uh, email address. It was double X Files podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram or Twitter and Facebook at double X Files. And if you want to and you've been enjoying this wild ride, you can rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually most um, active on Twitter, I believe, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so if you like want to want to message us, and also if um, if those expert boys want to really have a nasty war, I'm I think we gotta come for them, Allison. I think we might have to come for them. I think we gotta. Ooh, I think we gotta come for them. 
<laughs> they don't know what they're getting into. Oh, they have no idea. We've been doing this for far too long. <laughs> Boys, you we invented monorailing, so step the fuck off. <laughs> Get ready for the first, first annual nasty off. <laughs> okay, until next time, the, the truth, truth is, is out there. there. Remember when we talked about a hot tub jerk off sex party where it's just a bunch of dudes in the round oh yeah just making a soup (laughs) we coming for (laughs) you thanks for listening to the major casts network stay fun stay nasty and stay major